Hello everyone, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode of Our Lives in Medicine features Dr. Dina Sillian, DPT. She's a recent graduate of the University of Miami um, Physical Therapy School, and she currently works at the Miami Project to Cure Paralysis. That's actually where she and I met for the first time, way back in the day, when I was a researcher there as well. And Dr. Cillian is an amazing lady who has an awesome story, and I hope you learn a lot about what it's like to be a DPT, what the struggles and benefits of PT school are, and a little bit about myself as well. If you're looking for some beats to get some work done or study to or just catch some good vibes, make sure you listen to the intro and outro beats and stay tuned at the end of the episode for the artist shoutouts. And as always, if you appreciate or enjoy what you've heard, make sure you share the episode, subscribe to the podcast, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Our Lives in Medicine. And I hope you enjoy the episode and thanks again for tuning in. What's going on? Hey, how are you? I'm great, Dr. C. Dr. Yeah, Cillian. Dr. Cillian in the house. So this is Dina Cillian. Hi everyone. So tell me about yourself. What's going on? Wow, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my name is Dina Cillian. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, just recent graduate of um, University of Miami class 2019. Shout out to everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I currently work now in neurology, mainly focusing on spinal cord injury. Spinal cord injury. I used to work in that lab too. I remember. Yes, long I time do. ago. Long time I ago. I did very little compared to what you do, obviously though. <laughs> but it's cool that it's like full circle though. It is I'm back there. So I even when like, I knew you back then, when I worked in the lab, you were still like grinding. You were in PT school when I came because when I worked in the rat lab, mm-hmm. you were still you hadn't gotten into school yet. No, I haven't. I didn't. And then when I was there for the internship with Dr. Perez, uh-huh. you were in PT school. Yes. Yeah, you were grinding, trying to get through, man. I remember you had some some struggles. It was tough. I did. To say I had struggles was a pretty much of an understatement. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I really credit my journey to um the perseverance that I had, and now I'm in a position where I love my job, and I'm really happy I stuck through it. But it really wasn't an easy task, but it's a task that I wouldn't trade for the world okay i'm glad to hear that mm-hmm. i'm glad that it worked out i mean i know i'm not done yet but i'm close but i know almost there. hard yeah so much it's like it's so hard but it's so rewarding once you're done so it's nice mm-hmm. um you want to talk about kind of the issues you had a little bit sure i can talk about that so originally even though yes i'm the class of 2019 i was originally scheduled to be the class of 2018 so my first um semester i started in may of 2015 i had anatomy and it was really hard for me. It was a big struggle for me. I think mainly because I kind of got in my own head, but my surroundings weren't what I was used to. So when I started, I was the only African-American female in the building. Hmm. It'll be different if I was the only one in my class, but in the there was like three other classes there and 60 students per class. And I was the only one in the building. So I didn't really have anyone to identify with. I really like to have that sense of community especially when you're going through such a transition as grad school so, mm, for sure um i didn't have that there so i think it really got into my head where it at first i was like okay well why am i here did they 
just pick me because I'm actually really smart or did they pick me just to like fill a quota like I didn't really know but I let that get the best of me and I ended up failing out of PT school my first semester in 2015 it was devastating to me because I was like okay this is everything I worked for since I was eight and the first semester like I failed so yeah I'm not really used to failing so it was a bit of a transition for me and then I had to reapply and I got back in and this time when I started in 2016 there were four other black students in the class with me. So I had a sense of community there. So it was um, three, in total it was three black females and one black male. And then we just pretty much, in the first semester, we really gravitated towards each other. And we knew we were in this together because there's not many black PTs that you see. When I was volunteering to get hours or whatever, all my PTs were white. So I knew it was a kind of a trailblazing type of thing. And I still struggled with school and the studying aspect and getting on a schedule. And I found a classmate um, who really helped me get through school. I'm not the type of person that can do things. I can say, okay, I can do it all on my own type of thing. And I really credit community to helping me get there. Even though it was the hardest time of my life. I mean, I lost like 40 pounds at one point. I was really skinny. Like I'm 5'11", so I'm pretty tall. Yeah. And I, I was, and my at my lowest, I was uh, 139, 140 pounds. So I was really unhealthy. That's tiny. Yeah, it was yeah. very, very tiny. Like I was wouldn't eat. I wouldn't say I wouldn't for because I felt like everything was out of control. Like I had to study and wake up and do all these things and make sure I passed and did everything. But like I would just forget to eat. Basically, it wasn't a priority to me. Like a priority was to pass. Like my classmates yeah. would go and like go to the gym and they're like, oh, I need this to feel sane. And I was like, no, I need to like. Yeah. Let me go back. I want to ask you one thing. So you were kind of talking about in the the first time around, you had the issue kind of finding community because of you know being the only African American. Second time, you found a small like tight knit group of the other three. But did you feel first or second time around that you were able to find community outside of just African American people? Were there other types of communities you were able to find? Yes, actually. Um, the three other indiv- African American individuals that were there, we were we're tight still, but the main person that got me through PT school was like the person you will never expect for me to be around. Like he was this little white man who was like Republican, <laughs> loved to hunt, but we just had like a bond. Like till this day, we still have a bond. Like he kept me on a schedule, and I would doubt myself, and he, we just really uplifted each other. It was a point in time where he needed a friend, and like no one was like pretty much fucking with him like that because it was right after trump got elected oh god and everyone it was like so mean like he was the one person that like was out with it like a lot of people did but he like was out with it It was like yo i'm supporting trump blah 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 and like as african-american he was like okay it's like taboo to be like what the hell like i mean i didn't know what the hell was happening i mean i obviously voted for the democrat or whatnot but i kind of admired how he was unapologetic about how the way he felt yeah and then on the other side too like he if he was here, he would tell you. And I told him, too. I was like, I'm very greedy. So he had, like, he was the greatest cook in the class. And so I was like, oh, that's really good food. What's that? He's like, no, have some. And so ever since then, like, we've been, like, great friends. And That's funny. Yeah. So, like, we he really got me through PT school. And that's it good. Was, it was, um, it's a lasting friendship I wouldn't trade for the world either. So good. It's pretty good. good. What's he up to nowadays? Now he owns his own clinic in South Carolina. Sick. So he's doing that. He works like six days a week. And whenever I have questions or something, I ask him like how to do certain things. Because mainly my focus is in with neuro. But I'm trying to open up other avenues like with ortho and things like that. So I will go to him and ask him. But he's loving life. He hunts every day and (laughs) sends me videos and stuff like that. I still don't agree with it sometimes. But, you know, he's... Don't agree with the hunting? Because it's, like, it's dangerous to me. Like, it's, like... What's What aspect of it is dangerous, you mean? They're, like, wild animals. Like, they can, like... Have you ever, you ever you ever gone, like, hunting, fishing, anything no. like that? No. I'm not I, an outdoorsy type of person. <laughs> well, it's hard in, in, in South Florida, like, Miami. Mm-hmm. It's, like, go to the swamp. Like, it takes a very specific person to go hang out in the swamp, so. Yeah, like, he loves that type of shit. Like, to do all that and alligators and all I'm, like, no, like, I, give me a good, you know five-star hotel or something call me bougie or whatever but i'm not trying to be out there and sweating in bugs and all that type of stuff but he <laughs> loves that stuff and we're just like complete opposites and like i remember one of my classmates came up to me and was just like how can you be friends with him i was like how could you not like he's smart as hell and he's so interesting to learn from and i really like that aspect it's like i don't want to 
always be around someone who's completely like me all the time. Like, I learned a lot from him. So he was dope as fuck. So it was cool. I think that's interesting because it's like, you know, you have these people who come up and they're kind of tight in their own world. Yeah. And they can't picture, they can't imagine anything else. And it's good that you were able to meet such a long-lasting friendship uh-huh. from someone that was a non-traditional person that you would normally kind of encounter yeah. and deal with or like interact with. So mm-hmm. that's cool. And it shows kind of, you know, PT, like medical school for me, it's like you meet these really diverse, interesting people mm-hmm. and it's it'd be crazy, like you said, to not give them a chance. Right. Because you can learn so much from these people. Yeah. Um, I have a classmate, he's a buddy of mine. He, he was a diehard Trump person. And like, for me, I'm kind of indifferent. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't care. I mean, I think <laughs> I think both sides, all candidates have shitty things about them and have good things about them. I think maybe Trump could arguably have more shitty things than good things. Mm-hmm. But he's still a human being. I mean, there's right. things about him that he's done even that have been, you know, somewhat positive. I mean, he, I can't say that nothing he's done has been good. So I try yeah. to look at it that way. But it's uh, if you kind of limit yourself, you're going to miss out on some really good opportunities. So. Right. And I felt that way, too, by getting to know him because around that time... I will never forget that day. It was like a quiet, like stillness and like anger, you can say. And I kind of like broke the si- like broke the silence and be like, "Oh yeah, I'll sit and eat with you." And everyone was like, oh, "Really, <laughs> Dina? Like you're doing that?" I'm yeah. Like, Why not? Like, and I learned a lot from him, like a whole lot from him. And I'm grateful to that because it took me out of my comfort zone too. Because I'm always around family, like, and we're always want to do things together. And we have our own set set ways, and then. I learned a lot from him. That's not usually what I'm normal, like used to. So it was nice. And then when you have different patients too from different walks of life, you can relate to them. And be like, if they want to talk about Trump and be like, okay, I understand where they're coming from because I had those like long study sessions that would turn into like talks about politics and things like that. And I helped, I, we kind of feel like, you know, I helped him be a little bit more well-rounded about the other side and he helped me be a little bit more well-rounded about the other side. Yeah. So it really was good. good give and take on both mm-hmm. sides. That's good. So what about, you know, life in general? I mean, I know hunting is a big passion of yours, you said, as well. No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so besides hunting in your free time, what do, you like, what do you like to do for fun? I like to hang out with my family. It's really nice. Um, I didn't really hang out with them that much when I was in school. Like, I missed out on a lot of things like birthdays and family reunions and weddings and things like that. So yeah. it was tough because I really just wanted to do well in school and I was on thin ice. So... I was at Miami. They had like a three strike system, and I was on my second strike. Yeah. So I really had to really focus in and um, do well. So I love hanging out with them now. And then on the other side too, I know it's gonna sound really cliche, but it's like being in school. Like we're broke students. Like we're so broke. It's not even funny. <laughs> like it's yeah. crazy how broke we are. Like I couldn't even imagine that. So I like to now that I have the opportunity to work, I work a lot. I kind of still have to f- try to find the balance between working and resting so now i work a whole lot so i i try to do i was working seven days a week in the beginning but now i do just six for now because i do have a second part-time working with children so um i do that and then i'm starting to come up with like i'm starting to really enjoy cooking Hmm. like i didn't really enjoy it before but i like it now because it's something i can control and it's cool and it's like healthy stuff and things and i like doing that so it works what's some place you make some place I make, I really follow this guy, Fitman Cook, on Instagram. Okay, I'll check and, him like, out. And, like, my um, boyfriend got me his cookbook. It's oh, good nice. stuff. Like, I like to make a lot of, like, sh- stuff with shrimp. I don't know. <laughs> ever since school started, like, I just love shrimp now. So, like, I can just eat shrimp salad, shrimp pasta, shrimp something. So, I just like shrimp a lot. And then I'm starting to learn, like, the traditional Haitian meals, too. Like, soup jumu and, like... The black rice and things like that. It's a little bit hard, but like Oof. we have to learn it to like just be a part of the culture and stuff. Do you make uh or you ever had black cake? No, I never had black cake. You ever heard of it though? I've heard of black cake. Okay. I had it for the first time the other day. One of my uh, my preceptor actually she made it mm-hmm. and it was delicious. Hey, I but- heard it but isn't it made with like pig in like intestines i don't know about all that you know what but if it, if it is <laughs> i ate it and it was good i know that um they soak the the fruit in rum for like a year oh a year yeah and she made it and brought it into work and she was like don't have too many pieces because like <laughs> oh geez. you might be jacked up but wow. it was so good um yeah black cake is money so mm-hmm. i'm glad you're experimenting experiment jesus experimenting <laughs> with the the yeah. traditional haitian cuisine i'm gonna definitely have to get on some of that yeah so that'd be good um mm-hmm. 
So what else is going on? I know you. I really want to try to get into working out. I really do. Okay. Because I work so much and like you have to lift people and do all these things. And you want to be able to like preach to like practice what you preach, especially in the realm of PT, especially in medicine. Yeah, I agree. Even if you like, if I had like a heart problem, God forbid, I wouldn't want to go to like someone who smokes all day or something like that. I agree. Yeah. You know, it looks ridiculous. And like these, my patients, like they, their lives completely changed and they can't walk anymore or their walking ability is altered drastically. Mm -hmm. And for them, if they could run or feel that soreness in their legs from running or from a leg day, they would trade that in a heartbeat. So I was like, okay, I need to be more appreciative of my body and making sure that it moves and really optimize it. So I'm really trying to make like time for myself to, to work out. I haven't, you know, like the whole new year resolution, like, January 1st, you're going to start. It's like January, what, like 12th? I still haven't. So I was like, Yeah, something like that. I really, yeah. um, I want to try to make myself um, accountable for like taking care of myself better, like eating better and definitely working out. What is that beautiful gym on campus? I Like on the medical campus? I, I used know. to work out there. It was so good. I it mean, is. the underground undergrad campus is, is dope It's too, not but, as nice as the undergrad campus though. But it's really good though. It is really I mean, good. it has everything, everything yeah. and options for everything you need. It does. And it's open at like 4 a.m. So I know, and you see, I have those types of resources, and I'm like, so and it's lazy. right there, and it's right there, it's right and there. I'm like so lazy. I was <laughs> like, we, I just um before studying for boards, I upgraded my gym membership to um the super sport, and I was like, yes, I'm gonna go to there like four or five times a week, and that was like in June, and I haven't been since June. Where, <laughs> like, it's literally up Where? the street. It's not even a mile away from my house. I have not been. <laughs> And every time I look at my like bank statements, I just see it like, $50, like, and my patient told me like, oh, so you're paying like a fat tax? And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you're just paying just to say you have it. I was like, well, you're right. Fat tax. Fat tax. I really haven't gone. That's a good name for it. I never heard yeah. of that. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I'm just going to pull a random question from my little question pool Ooh, here. Let's like see. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Okay. Who had the biggest influence on the person you've become? Oh, that's a good question. It would be my sister, my twin sister. Danielle. Danielle, yeah. She <laughs> that's had... how I met you. It's yeah. Danielle, so yeah. My sister's a very positive person. Even though we're twins, a lot of people say, you know, we have the st- like the similarities of us looking the same, which is obvious, but she's a way more bubblier than me <laughs> than I am. Like, she'll want to know about your day, where you got your shirt from, if you ate today, all these things. Like, me, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Hi, like, all right, cool. Like, I gotta that's get so back true. to work. Like, yeah. That's just how it is. But she has been through a lot, even dealing with me in the whole four years of me going to PT school. Like, I was under a lot of stress, and she had her own stresses too. But she constantly kept me going. Like, she would even come to school and, like, sit there and read or try to help me study or something like that. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like, when I got almost, when I got in trouble for failing neuroanatomy. They kicked you out again. So it was the second time. And they were like, okay, well, we l- we'll let you back in, but you have to make a B on the on the retake of the final. I said, okay. And my sister stood, like, stood up with me like for hours. And I got a 99 on that exam. Let's go. Yeah, That's so, what I'm talking like, about. She does like everything. Like She just makes me want to go harder. And she's like, oh, she's very financially responsible. And... I'm trying to be that way because she has a higher credit score and she does all these things. And I'm like, okay, I'm really trying to get to that place. I don't, I know she always looks to me as like, okay, I made, you know, my dream happen by becoming a doctor and doing physical therapy and working with a specific population and doing all that stuff. But she has a huge influence on me about where I can be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. That's so great to have kind of like that. Just not, I was going to say silent motivator, but Danielle's definitely not silent. But no, she's not. Just like Far that, from that, that constant kind of motivation right on your shoulder like you don't want to let her down yeah i really don't like yesterday for instance i I went to rooms to go and i wanted to get a brand new bed set like everything i just really wanted one so bad and she called me it's like i swear like she has twin her twin intuition is way (laughs) stronger than mine and i like signed up and everything i was gonna get it and she called me right before i was literally like this minute before i was gonna be like all right have it sent to my house on this day and i told her i was there she's like dina no like you can get this on your own. Like, you don't need to open the credit and stuff. I was like, it's okay. I'll pay it in, like, you know, two months. Not a big deal. No, no. She was like, we have all this stuff here. Let's just work on it here. And she was right. Like, she she was right. She really was. And I hate admitting that. <laughs> Most of the time, she is. Like, 
I'd be like, damn, like she was right about that. But yeah, she's she knows a little bit more than me in certain areas and she really does motivate me to better. You guys went to undergrad together, right? Yes. Where did you guys go? We went to University of Florida. You went to UF? Okay, mm-hmm. right on. You know, get big Gators fan? Yeah, it's a really nice time. It's it's <laughs> like, a, you know, they're kind of like, okay, well, which one are you going to cheer for? Are you going to cheer for Miami? Are you going to cheer for UF? I'm like, whichever one I you can want do the most money to. Like, now, if they're, playing, <laughs> if they're playing each other, who do you go for? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really like orange. I really like orange and blue. I'm not going to okay it was a good time for me i had time to really enjoy it yeah when i was in florida like we went to the games and did all that stuff i really had the college experience i feel like yes i got my doctorate from miami but it's like a whole bunch of stress i equipped (laughs) with it so i feel like the grad the grad school loyalty is different than like the undergrad loyalty Yeah, Yeah. yeah so what were you like in college compared to now in college i was i was a little bit more confident in college confident you said yes what do you mean what what do you think changed it um, I think because it was in grad school, it's like the like the end all be all. Like this is where I want to become, right? And not really no longer like uh working towards getting into grad school. Or, like I felt like the stress that came with grad school, because it's like it's pretty much gonna fund the rest of your life basically. Yeah. And I felt with undergrad, I can yes, I wanted to be a physical therapist, but I could I also explored different avenues like audiology and you know surgery and things like that i kind of was still finding myself so i was confident like whatever i picked was going to be the right one for me and it ended Mm -hmm. up being physical therapy was like a reassurance for me but i felt like in grad school it was a lot more pressure and i was older and it's like okay i want to get a house i want to do like the debt was there and they came and talked to you about a whole bunch of different grown-up things that they didn't (laughs) talk to you in, in in undergrad undergrad was fun like i could really be myself i was like all right i can do this and work out and go party and this like grad school heck no i can't do any of that no yeah it's so different i can like, do any the, of that the responsibility of adulthood is knocking on the door during grad school yeah. but in undergrad it's 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 down the road yeah you, know, you got time you know that you see people ahead of you they graduate and they mm-hmm. still kind of are you know doing whatever kind of not really getting their shit together yet so yeah. you kind of have that time to you know you had that couple yeah, years to real. get it together before and, you have to be and that too is like i also felt like grad school was so fucking competitive yeah like (laughs) it was a it was a small group of us even though we looked out for each other at the same time it was like all right well you got an a well what type of a did you get i'm like i was like i don't give a fuck oh my god passed like you know what i'm saying like in miami it was like if you get a 74 you fail oh 74 is above 74 is passing yeah 75 and above is passing you get a 74 fucking fail like that's tough you got to go to the disciplinary committee all that type of bullshit so i was like okay well cool like all right it's like don't get a seventy four. Like that's all I like thought about every time I took a fucking test. Like, don't take a seventy. Don't get a seventy four. Don't get a seventy four. It got to the point where my a classmate of mine, I call her Bone Thug. She's cool as fuck. She before every exam, like we went into like a little corner, and then she had to give me a pep talk to like. Because I was so, like, anxiety. I remember like, you would get you get nervous wreck. Yeah. Like, Danielle would tell me, like, we'd be in the lab or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, she would come and be like, Dina, about to take a test. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. And just like, recently she told me that she, every test that I had, like, she went to the chapel that was on, at the hospital. And she would pray in there and all that type of stuff. I was like, dang, you don't really do this. So, oh, yeah. Did she do her, can- I think it's candle thing Candles too, right? Candles too, yeah, yeah. My mom did it, everything. Yeah, like, yeah. it was. It well, it was, worked. It worked. Hell yeah, it worked. It worked. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Whatever we'll get you it takes, yeah, it does. We got you there. So, well, yeah. we, I mean, them. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> they got you there. That's great, mm-hmm. you know. Um, That's awesome. That's yeah. great. So, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Like, grad school to undergrad is so different. Mm-hmm. It's just the life and they're both school but it's so different but didn't you feel like you had more fun in oh, i had undergrad? way more fun in undergrad i mean i had a good time in med school don't mm-hmm. get me wrong because it was a lot more uh it was almost like a digression back to undergrad because yeah. we would binge study for three weeks mm-hmm. we have a week of tests and mm-hmm. then that weekend we would just all go out and yeah. mean it'd be like 30 40 people taking over a bar mm-hmm. and uh you're just getting housed just getting yeah fucking wrecked just so drunk i used to get so drunk after those tests is like because it was just and we'd all did i mean <laughs> we had this one uh first year we had this like event where we all got these tank tops the whole class went it's like 250 of us we went mm-hmm. on las olas in fort lauderdale oh, and then we time. had like a bar crawl but they cleared out the bars just for us so, like oh it cleared away for just us so it was like we'd all pack into a bar mm-hmm. 30 minutes go to the next one and I got so housed and like Holly, had, <laughs> Holly had just moved down. Really? And I was so nauseous in the ride back. I was like, 
you know, really drunk. Mm-hmm. And I get back and I get out of the car. I was like, hey, man, I got to get out here because it's, it's like a bunch of speed bumps to get to back to my apartment. Oh, I was like, no. I don't want to throw up in your car. <laughs> but it's like a half mile walk to the back of my complex. It's a long walk. And I walked Dang. for like 15 minutes to get back there, maybe a quarter mile, whatever. But mm-hmm. I walked 15 minutes. And I remember just being like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And I, I finally get back and I passed out on the couch as soon as I walked in. And Holly comes out. She's like, hey, you okay? What are you doing? I was like, go to, go to go, like, go lay down, lay down. And go to, she's like, no, come to bed. I was like, I'm in the bed. Go away. Like, mm-hmm. I'm on the couch. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I'm in the bed. Go away. She's like, no, get up. So that was kind of, you know, that was a good time. But freshman year versus like first year of med school versus freshman year of college, yeah. so different. They were yeah, both fun, so just different. I had a lot of fun in both. Yeah. Med school really isn't that fun. You just make fun. Like, yeah, you make when you happen, can, yeah. but like, undergrad was just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I wish I would have participated more in like the group events that we had in under in um grad school, but I was just so on edge. <laughs> I was just like, so like Dina, come, like come out and hang out with us, whatever. I was like, bitch, I'm on my second <laughs> strike. I can't fucking go out with you. Like that's no. true though. I mean, you know, and you never know what could happen. You go out and then you know it's a long so like the. You go out Friday night, you get house, right? Mm-hmm. That affects your Saturday. That affects your Sunday. Yeah. And you, you know, if you're on your second strike, you don't want it to affect your Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. You, know, you need those days. Those are the most important study days. Oh, yeah. Saturday and Sunday because you're not falling behind further. Yeah. There's no more lectures you have to learn. Nope. You just have to catch up. And those are so God, important. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, the only reason why I got a Mac computer was to, like, text my sister or something like that <laughs> because i was like okay cool like it looks like i'm taking notes but it's like straight up i message like you can't have your phone out and shit so i was like all right and just do that but i was I really like those times with james and with Catherine and with brie i was just like yo like i need to fucking study like, <laughs> was like i didn't know what the hell was fucking said in class right now but it was cool like i really i enjoyed i enjoyed finishing grad school right um, the process was cool. It taught me a lot about myself. Yeah. And that's something I can take along to my patients too. Cause it's like, okay, well, I don't know if I can do this. And, and like, if anyone wants to tell me like, okay, you don't know like hardships. I'm just like, okay, well, I don't know their hardships. Cause like your life is altered, but mm-hmm. I had my own exactly. and I can make kind of sort of make it relatable. But yeah, just, I'm the first one to tell you like, not me. I had a room of people tell me like, you'll never pass your boards. You'll never pass the hardest semester in pt school like why should we let you in the law and i told him i was like i will do those things and the hardest semester of pt school was the first time i ever got straight a's in my entire hmm. life what's the hardest semester of pt school oh geez it's the second it's like the spring semester of our second year you have like cardio neuro like neuro to all these things like complex patient you have all these things all in one and it was tough like you mm. had to test if you didn't have a test that day you had a project due or a discussion post or something and it was like it was tough and that was the first time i ever made straight in my life my sister always made like dean's list and shit like that and but that was <laughs> the one time if there was one time for me to make straight A's in my life it was that semester well, what was so great about that is you kind of like fuck you, you know, yeah to those people who said you couldn't and it's so satisfying mm-hmm. kicking ass when someone says you can't you yeah. know so I'm, I'm glad I'm, I've, I'm had a, I've had a couple moments like that in pt school the first one was when i got kicked out the second time and i got back in and i passed that um test with a 99 the next weekend was our white coat weekend and i went to white coat and like my boyfriend came down and like we we're all like celebrating we we're all like really happy and it, they got time to call my name because now it's like the class I was originally in in 2018, they cope the class of 2019. So it was a class I was originally in and then my classmates currently. And it was my turn to walk across the stage. And I told myself, I was like, okay, don't cry, don't cry. And I ended up crying. Like I was just <laughs> crying. And it said like the whole place was crying. And it was just a beautiful moment in my life. Like I would never, ever, ever miss that life. And my boyfriend's like this big brolic dude. And he was like, you almost got me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got him crying too. You almost too. Yeah, it was cool. Like it was a really nice time. That was That's a good great. time. And walking across the stage to graduate was just like the did best. Did you cry then too? I did. You did? I bet. I mean, it's worth it. I did. It was the best moment of my life. My entire family was there and we were like so loud. I'm sure. Just like, I'm sure. Black families at graduation. Yeah, they're so loud. <laughs> like we had to tell them like my cousin wanted to bring like the cowbell. <laughs> 
And then my sister was like, no, we're not going to be those black people that are ratchet. I was like, be ratchet. Shit. Like, this shit, is you deserved crazy. it. You yeah. paid your money to f- okay. for the, you know, you earned it, you know? Yeah, it was a good time. But I love those graduations time. where it's like, uh, you know, if you yell, you'll be escorted out. Mm-hmm. Black people don't give a fuck. No, they really don't. <laughs> no, they really don't. I love that. Yeah. Um. So let's see. You have a twin sister. Yes. So what What were you like as a kid versus her? Um, My sister was very nice. She was very, very nice. <laughs> I was very skeptical of people. She's very trusting and she wants, you know, people to be happy when she's happy. So for me, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I was really like scared, like Timmy, like, I don't know if I want to do that. Or, And I always latched onto her and she would, she was very outgoing. She, there was not one person that didn't like her. Like to this day, if you even down to the nail tech or the garbage man or the high CEO, like everyone will always say she's a genuine person. That's the first thing everyone will say. For sure. But for me, <laughs> if they ask like, okay, what do you think about Dina? Well, you know, Dina could be kind of mean <laughs> at first, but if you, you know, get her to warm up to her, like she's, you know, she's cool. But I'm more reserved than my sister for sure. Hands down. Cause I'm just not, I'm just not like trusting of people. It's very strange. So when we worked at, the three of us all worked at Miami Project together. Mm-hmm. And let's say early on, me and Danielle first hung out first. I hadn't met you yet or whatever. Then I uh-huh. met you, but we weren't like, you know, we hadn't hung out or anything outside of work yet. Mm-hmm. And I would see you and I'd see her and I'd be like, hey, Danielle, what's up? And she'd be like, Wilson, what's <laughs> yeah, up? Sounds like her. And then I'd see you. I'd be like, hey, what's up, Dina? You'd be like, hey, Wilson. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I had no idea. I just was always been that way. She just wants to know every, like, she just wants to know if you're okay. And I just was like, I just don't. I know it sounds so bad. I'm just like, I just can't. I don't have time for that. Like, I just have to finish this thing or whatever. No, that's funny. But once you're in my circle, you know, you're good. You're good. But okay. Danielle's the most bubbliest person you'll ever meet. That's funny. That's funny. And so, like, what about, like, in when you were, like, a kid, like, elementary school, younger, what did you yeah. want to be when you grew up? Did I wanted know? to be a pilot pilot a commercial or like fighter pilot what type a commercial pilot i wanted to fly like delta airlines like i i don't know why i was just so fascinated with planes like i used to look up in the sky and like be like oh no that's not that's not a star it's a plane like where is it going like how fast would it get there i was just so fascinated with planes like i loved them a lot but then that one day changed my trajectory of life so that's good yeah that's good. Mm-hmm. That would be, I mean, that's a pretty interesting profession. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think about. You know, mm-hmm. you were in charge of a lot, though. Of a lot. A lot yeah. of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would do it just recreationally down the road, get like a pilot's license? No. Why not? Um, I don't know. I feel like looking at, I've looked at a cockpit, cockpit, right? What cockpit, yeah. Cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at one and it looks so intimidating with all the buttons and things like that. And you can't really get up. And like, do stuff. What about like a small plane though? Like a you know two, no, three, four I, person. No. Like, see, so you wouldn't do that. No. What I don't I, even know if I would even want to get on one. What if no. I learn how? And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take you. Would you do it then? Maybe. <laughs> it's a strong maybe. Okay. Strong maybe. I would rather learn to fly. I'm, I'm probably never gonna do this, but mm-hmm. I would rather buy like my own like small plane. Which then, you can when you're done with school because you're gonna. Oh well, yeah, but like I was gonna say <laughs> instead of like buy a boat, I I personally would rather. I would rather have a plane. I think I'd rather learn how to fly than like yeah. have a boat just because I don't know. I just don't like, I love, seriously, so thing. I love the water. You I love do? jumping in the water and stuff like, you know, being out in the ocean and stuff. I love it. Uh-huh. Certain oceans, like clean ones, like yeah. right when ones you can see the bottom, mm-hmm. like down here, but like back in North Carolina, the beach is a little more murky. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care about that. But it's something about like that view when you're up doing your own thing though. Yeah. Like, I remember being younger and flying and be like, oh my God, this is just, I would just stare out the window the whole flight. Mm-hmm. Now I don't give a crap. I'm like old, but when I was, <laughs> you know, when I was young, it was like, it was amazing. So yeah. I, I just like that aerial view, especially over water. Mm-hmm. Like when I would fly, I flew to DR from Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, that view, I just stared out the window the whole time. And I was It didn't 19. scare you? I mean, I get terrified uh-huh. every takeoff and landing. I get terrified so i <laughs> i have this little I have this mini playlist on spotify mm-hmm. it's like 12 songs i just listen to them on repeat and they're mm-hmm. basically songs that i've decided that if the plane were to go down at that moment i'd be that's something oh i want to listen God. to <laughs> that's how afraid wow. i am of like take off and landing so i always play one of those songs it's like if i go down this would be okay i'd be okay because mm-hmm. i'm at least have this like the last thing i don't want to be listening to like Lil yachty or something <laughs> when i go down you know what i mean <laughs> i don't want that to be the end of my my like my story you know yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah, I uh, I don't know. 
I'll learn and I'll take you out. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be like twenty years. Twenty years, you know. So <laughs> you'll we'll have your out. plane in the in the backyard. I'm cool with that. Yeah, well, you just pull up and we'll get it in, you know? <laughs> yeah. That'll be good. Um let's see, different different question. What makes you happy versus what makes you angry? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> what makes me happy versus what makes me angry? Well, what makes me is a bunch of things make me happy. Um I like when I accomplish things that people say I can't do. Because it's like, oh, okay, it makes oh, yeah. me so happy I can do it. Or just changing someone else's life, too, in the smallest way. Um, recently, I just had a patient who I just started seeing. Young kid. He got shot, like, right before he was supposed to leave for Oregon. He got, like, recruited to go there, play football there. Mm-hmm. And he got shot right before. And he got paralyzed. And uh, Oh, man. So it was... That was crazy. But then while he was in the hospital, he requ- he acquired a pressure sore and it required an extensive amount of surgeries. And he had to be in the hospital for almost almost two years. Oh, my God. So I met him and like he's like the strongest person ever. Like if I throw anything at him, like he'll do it. Okay. But his mom, she wanted to get her GED and she's struggling in it a little bit. And she was like, oh, you know, could you help me? I was like, yeah, I'll help you. It's not a problem. Like after his session or whatnot and i helped her yesterday and she cried and i was like why are you crying she's like no one helped me and like i really wanted to do well like i, I really pushed my kids to do things like you helping me just to help me get my ged it's like amazing and it's nothing to do with my job description but there's things that i know it's like and she's like how much do i owe you i was like no you don't have to pay me like it's fine like don't worry about that like i just want to make sure you understand possessive yeah. nouns and yeah. things like that and she was like oh this is so nice like you're such a, na- a nice person and i was just like i didn't really I don't know. I just didn't think about it. I was just like, okay, well. And she was happy the whole time. Like, that whole week. Yeah. She came back with flashcards, and she was so excited. And she's like, oh, you're such a, a blessing. I really don't open up to people like that. Like, you're really nice. And I was like, okay, that really genuinely made me happy. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially the motivational aspect of yeah. it. I mean, you're a kid. You see your mom not giving up. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't need to get her GED, probably. Yeah. But, like, it's just something she wants to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And she's willing to work hard for it. I think that's such a really good example. Yeah. That's beautiful, yeah. And then yeah. the fact that you helped her, that's yeah. so nice. That's it's so sweet. Oh, sweet. I, love that. I try. I try. I love that. What makes me angry would be, I have a very low <laughs> tolerance for bullshit. Like, I really, I just, I don't know. Like, things will make me mad will be like, what? Oh, God. I wish my sister was here. She'll tell you <laughs> better. But I get angry at people like wasted potential like mm. I don't want to do like why why do I have to do this like I should not have to do this I'm like yo like you can especially now like working where I work at it's kind of like you have such an appreciation for life and everything that you do is crazy like and you don't want to get up and like take out the trash like you know how many people wish can do that type of shit like that shit is crazy to me like yeah. I hate that and when people underestimate me it really frustrates the, the shit out of me it really yeah. does because they're like oh okay well you can't do this, or you're not worth this much money, or whatnot. Mm. I'd be like, uh, okay. Prove them wrong. Prove them wrong for real. Because, like, even with my current job now, they're like, okay, we're just going to pay you this amount of money. And it was lower than the average in Florida. And I was just like, well, no, I'm not doing that. And they're like, well, you know, you're just starting, and you have a lot of freedom here. I was like, I don't care. I don't deserve that type of money. Like, I deserve more money. So I took more interviews, and... I got another job offer, and I went back, and I told him, like, look, yo, um, you guys are dragging your feet, one, and two, you want to offer me this little money? I'm leaving. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't really owe you nothing. I'm like, yeah, okay, everything is going well here. And they came back literally four hours later and made me offer I could not refuse. That's beautiful, yeah. There you, you know, go. I was just like, you know. <laughs> they good. had it in the whole time. They, were they just did, and that's the stuff that people need to know. And, like, I don't care if you are what if you are graduating from pt school nursing whatever if you have a number that you want to get and you know what you are worth they will pay you that number just do not accept the first offer like if you want your apta fees done or ceus or whatever or negotiate because people are there to negotiate there are people's jobs to negotiate your salary and you know what you're worth like i graduated i failed twice like i was saying earlier and i struggled a lot but I'm getting paid handsomely now. So I was like, no matter what happens, like I know I'm good at my job. I know I'm good at what I do. I know I have a passion for what I do. And whoever comes into the store, whether they are the top person in my class or 
the bottom person in my class, no one will ever outwork me and I will do everything that I can to make sure that this institution thrives and I do the best job that I can. And let me tell you, they do not regret paying me that money. I'll tell you that right now. I bet. So, yeah, I bet. I'm really excited for that. But when people underestimate me, it really, or say I can't do something or think that they know better than me, like it really irks my nerves because I, I've tried like my damnedest to get to where I am right now. So for anyone to just tell you that you can't do something, it's, it's frustrating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. haters pretty much, you yeah. know, they're just going to try to drag you down because mm-hmm. they had their own issues that they never had their dreams. They never realized they yeah. have their own hangups. And a lot of times it's usually, it's not you, mm-hmm. it's them. It's just that they're projecting their own kind it's of insecurities on you. But yeah. at the same time, it's fucking annoying. So it it's is like, annoying. you know, I get where it's coming from, but I don't, I don't want to deal with that mm-hmm. shit. You need to get away from me, you know, yeah. keep it, keep that kind of negativity, negative energy away. Yeah. Um, and like, you ever get like a, a patient or a coworker or something that tries to tell you like how you should be working or how yeah. they think you should be working. And I'm just like, what? I was like, I don't understand <laughs> what you want from me. Like I, cause prior to me getting this position, like there was another lady there who was like, like the Perez lab. She was like a million dollar bitch. Like she had like eight, nine people underneath her. And there oh, was Dr. Always, Perez's lab was, was lit. Yeah. Was she wasn't crazy. messing around. She had people working around the clock. No one was ever without doing anything. And here I come by myself. And it's like physical therapy, like for free that they're getting. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that just complain like, oh, we didn't, we used to do it this way or that way. And I had to tell them, I was like, look, yo, like this isn't the Perez lab anymore. Like it just isn't. This is a free service and I do really good at my job. So if you want to go somewhere else and pay out the ass for some PT where they don't really pay attention to you or maybe they do or maybe they don't three four patients per therapist yeah. type of thing. yeah and it's a lot i say go ahead go it's fine but if you want to stick with me it'll be the it'll be great you know yeah. but it's like they're like oh well we had this before and we had that before i was like i don't have the money that perez had before so this is uh this is how you're gonna work with me and it'll do well a lot of, and then when they warm up to me and then we do things that they didn't do before not even the perez lab did before but yeah, it's a really good time. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I got that one guy. I was like, oh, we did this before. I'm like, I'm like, all right, we're going to do something else. It's like, oh, now he comes like every, like, he was supposed to come like twice a week. Now he comes like four times a week. And he's like, I get him out of his chair. And he's like, what? I've never been out of my chair. I'm so scared. I was like, all right, well, it'll be fine. Yeah. And he's doing something new that he's never done before. So, yeah. So what are some of the, good. like, novelty treatments going on in the lab if you can mm-hmm. talk about them? Um, novelty treatments would be like a lot of STEM. Okay. What's going on? Is it TMS still? Like the trend, like the magnetic stimulation? They're trying to do that still too. Yeah. Okay. Um, some people have found uh, benefits from it. Some haven't. Um, I don't do TMS at all. But um, yeah, I just try my best really. A lot of STEM is there. STEM is the main thing. Okay. So that's what I see is there. Most what about like the, the, the treadmills and things like that? Like the, the harnesses, the walking harnesses? I do that currently. Okay. Um, Talk about that. Okay, yeah. So I, I work with the Zero G and with the Rio. Um, so it's important to me that they understand that even if they're in the before in the Perez lab, they were above the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So they will just walk and walk and walk. But it wasn't the quality walking that they should have been doing. It was no heel toe progression. It wasn't weight shifting or anything. Like they're pretty much were off the ground. And they were like moon hopping. It looked like to yeah. Me. Because just to explain it, like the patient mm-hmm. would be, the patient was typically couldn't, didn't have control of their legs. Yeah. They were put in a harness. The harness was raised up. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of had the almost illusion of walking. Right. But without proper, you know, Right. Without proper form or application yeah. or anything. And so when I saw that my first day, I was kind of like, what the hell? I was like, what's <laughs> happening here? And they're like, what? I'm walking. I was like, no. Like, do you see me moon hopping? Like walking towards right, you now. Yeah. So... Which kind of frustrated me because it's like she had all that knowledge and all that backing, but it was like, okay, the quality wasn't there. But even though they had the feeling that they were making all this progress and doing all these feet and in a certain amount of time, it wasn't the proper way they should have been doing it. kind of frustrated me, but I work with it now and I try to get it to where we'll start off with at least 60% of body weight supported and they'll do like squats going up and down and then we'll lower it each time after each like each week so that 
we get to the point where what I like to do with my patients is we don't even use the harness system and they're able to get up on their own. Nice. Because it was that system I used to pretty much train their muscular system, their neuromuscular system into getting up. So just for like even like transfers, like yeah. wheelchair to bed, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, okay. we do all that. Okay. Floor stuff is my main thing. I love to do floor work. Like what's that? So like we'll have a big mat on the floor. And a big thing to me is to gain like any little bit of independence. So like if they're, God forbid, they fall out of their chair one day. Mm-hmm. They don't have to wait on the ground for like their caregiver, mom, dad, sister, brother, whoever to come pick them up. It's like, okay, I've been doing this with Dina for I don't know how many long. And then I can get up from the floor to my bed it's like okay well i don't have to have you here watching me like an invalid you can go out and do what you need to do i know how to take care of myself beautiful so things yeah. like that is really important to that's me. awesome so that's awesome i love doing floor, floor work for sure. yeah mm-hmm. i think uh it's interesting you're talking about you know these patients that don't have functionality of their legs mm-hmm. you know learning to be able to get up from the floor if they some you know god forbid they fall mm-hmm. i um there's people who have full capacity they're like you know mm-hmm. no no spinal cord injuries anything like that and they hit a certain age mm-hmm. you know when you get older you know you're more likely to fall break a hip that's yeah. one thing but when you're still kind of within a reasonable age where you should be able to get up and you see them they can't yeah. they can barely stand up out of a chair like right. 50 years old and they can barely stand out of a chair mm-hmm. or you know if they fall that's it I, mean, I know there was one situation where um a buddy of mine had a preceptor where they were at like a conference or something mm-hmm. and he went out to the car to leave finally like the doctor had already left mm-hmm. and he went out there and the doc was on the ground mm-hmm. he had fallen but he couldn't get up and so he was like, hey hey I'm, are you okay like what's going on it's raining he's like laying on the ground in the rain yeah. and he couldn't get up and he was like hey can you just help me up and he mm-hmm. helped him up and then i mean he could have gotten run over yeah. or anything you know and mm-hmm. he was he's not that old i mean he's like maybe he's a couple years older than our parents and right. he couldn't even get up Thing. and it's like Kind of like what you were saying earlier. You know, he's a doctor mm. telling people, hey, you need to do things, but he could, he's not doing it himself. Right. That's, that's, um, it's tough. It's tough to hear that from someone and you're like, you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they motivate me too. Like, I'll be like, oh, God, I'm so tired. Like, okay, Dina, did you go to the gym today or what? I'm like, no. I was like, oh, you got to go. And they never let me live it down. So the one time I did <laughs> go to the gym, they're like, what oh my god you went is that why you're sore today i said yeah and they're like really proud of me too because it's like yeah. okay they keep me accountable and i keep them accountable and they can do a lot of stuff like and it just makes you want to it motivates you to just be better and just really take care of your body and like really appreciate the body you have yeah no matter what state it's in so i agree mm-hmm. so where do you see yourself professionally and you know just in life in general in like 15 years 15 years oh wow well I want to be like the person for like neuro. I didn't think like when I left when I left to go to PT school, I was in that job prior, and I was like, no, I'm not doing neuro. I'm not doing research anymore. I wanted to mainly work in women's health, like with pregnant women. And then God had different plans for me, and I'm here in neuro, and I really, really enjoy it, like thoroughly enjoy it. So I want to be like the person for neuro. Um, the concept that we have right now with um like a free service for that population. I kind of want to expand that in different parts of either the state or the country because it's a chronic disease, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a chronic condition that they have and benefits do run out and it's really expensive. And a lot of them, what I'm starting to learn is like they're on disability and they can't really work to make extra money or they're losing disability to lose their medical benefits. It's a pretty like fucked up situation because they want to work and be independent, but it's like that avenue isn't there for them to do so because it's like one or the other type Mm -hmm. of thing so to provide them with that care i'm like okay you don't have to worry about that part it's something i would like to expand upon in different realms i don't know how really that's going to work but i really want to be like financially independent that's a big thing for me okay and have a have my own home and things like that um but yeah just really want to be like the person you go to for that type of stuff and just motivate other people too like and once you get into pt schools a really tough tough time and just motivate people to keep going no matter what happens and yeah just be like a mentor in that type of way okay yeah you'll be a, i think you'll be a great mentor you'll, thanks you'll like definitely help people out thanks. i mean struggle you know like you said it's a struggle i mean mm-hmm. grad school is a struggle no matter what you, yeah dental pt pa yeah. whatever it's medical it's all it's tough mm-hmm. and 
it's good to have someone ahead of you who can mm-hmm. help you out. And I, I feel the same way. I want to, I want to help back. You know, yeah. I've had a couple people above me that really were helpful and were like quintessential to me getting this far. Right. And uh, I want to be able to give back as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely agree with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you, where do you see yourself in 15 years? 15 years. Um, I see myself working probably for like a professional team, like a college team. Ooh. Um, that or I envision maybe being like a program director, mm-hmm. like a, a fellowship, like a fellowship director. Oh, nice. Um, that's, you know, 50, I think 15 years from now, that would give me, I have four years of training and I'd have, that would give me, uh, what, I can't do the math, 11 more years to, mm-hmm. to kind of pursue that goal of becoming like a program director, or like a fellowship director, or even just, you know, making sure by then I'm high up in a, in a practice that works for like a professional team or a college team yo that would be dope do you know like which type of sport you would do like or you don't care you just want to work in like professionals like i know i don't want to do baseball so my understanding why because it's so long so my understanding is like a lot of practices what they do for the guys they either don't like or the new guys they put them on the baseball because (laughs) baseball is the worst because it's like 150 games yes and you're traveling and they're like long as fuck and like all this uh, it's like i love baseball though i like baseball too do you watch 150 (laughs) games a year no i do exactly can you imagine being on the sideline and like it gets rained out in the fourth thunders in the fourth inning and Mm -hmm. you have to wait two hours and then they finish the game and you're six hour flight away from home and you're not going to get home till 2 a.m. now and it's, it's like your wife's already mad at you your husband's oh, already mad at you and yeah. now you're gonna be home late it's like i i'm good on baseball right but uh i personally would love to do like a really good uh like collegiate lacrosse team because you know i played in oh high yeah you did play lacrosse. soccer i would do pro soccer here overseas. but isn't soccer like longer than baseball like the season um soccer is kind of year-round it depends on what you're doing too like okay. if i was doing euro leagues mm-hmm. i mean it's pretty much year-round mls too but uh it, it used to be different you don't play okay. all the time you know there's time uh. um i would do soccer i would do lacrosse i would do obviously basketball i would do football i love hockey mm-hmm. so like i would do hockey too um i have a buddy who's like you know does stuff with like the rugby with rugby teams and stuff like that i mean i'm definitely not um what's the word biased okay if i got something interesting like field hockey or hockey like you play for like the but... florida plant panthers or oh like i mean like or ice hockey i would love to i would love to do ice hockey uh-huh. but even if i got put with like a college field hockey team yeah a swimming team i, I would just um i'd be really interested okay. i think no matter what i'm just super interested in the sports uh-huh. and i think if i hadn't gone into gotten into medical school i would have tried to get into pt school just to kind of do the same thing okay we'll have a little i mean honestly what I envision would be similar to what you do. I want to be very hands-on. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy who just stands back and says, hey, give him this, and then you do that. I don't want to, I want to be involved. Oh, yeah. So, um, but we'll see. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. 15 years from now, unfortunately, Lila will probably be moved on to dog heaven, but I'll probably have <laughs> two or three dogs by then. Uh-huh. Um, probably, I, I kind of would hope I have a kid at least by then. I think we'll you see. would. We'll see. We'll and that's see. something I like, think about now. I don't know. Like, Cause I'm like, I don't have to think about school anymore. <laughs> so it's like, yo, like real life happens. Like, do you, like people ask me, like my family mainly like, okay, when are you going to have a baby? And it's not, I'm like, oh dang. Like I can't put up with the excuse. Like, well, you know, when I'm done with school, I'm like done with school now. So yeah. it's like, okay. It's like a real thing to think about. So baby scare me. They scare you. I'm so scared. Of being but you guys will have a pretty baby though. Yeah. But like. I'm just terrified. I'm terrified of being a husband, and I'm terrified of oh being a dad. Oh, my God. Come on. Like, I think it'll be a great time in your life. I think we'll it'll see. be a great time. We'll see. I don't know. I think uh, the reason that you know why it is I'm scared mm-hmm. is I don't want to fuck it up. I don't want the kid to be... Right. I, I want the kid to be perfect, which is impossible. It is. I want the kid to never suffer, which is impossible. Yep. And plus, if a kid never suffers, they're going to suck. They the are. Gonna be wet, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But I don't want the kid to have things that he, he or she suffers through that are just crippling right and the sad part is it's out of my hands yeah like i can handle my own shit but i don't know how i can handle someone else's shit too that's what i worry about but i think you'll be a great father in the aspect like you take care of your dog like very very well (laughs) so but um yeah i mean the things that we've learned going through school and just our lives in general like our kids have would have like a lot to live up to and we can like share those things with them and we know like what the kid requires to Mm -hmm. be great Mm -hmm. Whether you had it or you didn't have it, you can just pass that on to your kid. And I think it'll be good. I agree. I think it'll be good. I think he'll be a great father. <laughs> little baby Wilson. Cool. <laughs> I was, uh, I still kind of every now and then think about 
changing my name uh you know my parents just split up and everything i yeah. was thinking about changing to my my mom's side mm-hmm. just because like so my dad's side is wilson uh-huh. my mom's side is kelly uh-huh. so dr kelly sounds kind of cool it does sound kind of cool like, but yeah. you look like russell wilson <laughs> so they can like that's a nice conversation start I'm like what are you really related to him or you can, you can be like hell yeah you know? i told you outside like I, I went to state the same time he did mm-hmm. and people be like oh my god are you look like russell wilson and, and, and you know find out my last name is wilson like mm-hmm. are you related i'm like oh yeah it's my cousin yeah, yeah this that, and that you know we don't really see him that much he's kind of busy <laughs> but uh but uh, yeah it was a big lie i like but. that though but yeah i think i like wilson i like wilson i, I, I mean honestly it's it's a headache to change your name it so is. i'll probably it and is. my mom keeps saying, you know, it's not that big of a headache. I'm like, it's more, she's like, you just do this, this, and this. I'm like, yeah, but like, that's this, this, and this that I have to do. Yeah. And I don't want to do it. I know. Even if it was like, do it from home, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like another, it. something else you have to add on to your crazy life. Yep. yep. So that's, that's probably not going to happen. But mm-hmm. what about you? If you were to have like, you know, the time, you know, perfect, what does the perfect family number look for you? How many kids do you want? I think, well, when that's, I think we're thinking like two okay they'll be fine boy girl girl boy what do you want if i had it my way i'll have like twins because i'm so close with my sister yeah. i want i would want my kids to have like that same experience twin boys or twin girls <clears throat> that's a good question well i know ronnie wants daughters like really so bad which is weird to me so ronnie played he played some like what's canadian played, football semi-pro what did he, he play? played semi-pro okay um he was also with the jets for like a hot little minute and then yeah, but he, I would think he would want, like, sons. Right. But no, well, he wants a daughter so bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, oh, my gosh. But, I yeah. ask because they, they, there's, like, been come just, like, conversations that say typically, like, more athletic, uh, like, you know, um, athletically inclined, genetically inclined men uh-huh. typically have daughters. Well, that's great news um, for him, then. Exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not always the exception, like. Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. uh, he is he's uh, he is he has a couple sons. I mm-hmm. think he has a couple daughters too. But like, a lot of NFL players yeah. have daughters. And like yeah. even like The Rock, he had a daughter. Right. You know, and like those kind two. of. I think he has another one too, right? Yeah, I think a little one. Like those genetic kind of uh, specimens. <laughs> oh yeah. Have uh, daughters typically, so maybe uh, maybe Ronnie will get lucky. He might. He might. And I'm just like, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. That'll That's be funny. something. But yeah, I mean, two will be good. I really would hope to have twins because I just love the relationship I have with my sister. Always have a best friend with you. It's like mm-hmm. Everyone would say, okay, well, you know, you come in this world alone, you die alone. I was like, well, I kind of didn't. So it's, true. <laughs> it's different. But like, I mean, I go to her for like everything. It's, um, she's just a built-in best friend. Like she's just, I go through life with her and it's, um, it's pretty good. I mean... Yeah, I bounce ideas off of her, and sometimes she can get on my last nerve, but <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good. I hope to have that, and have like maybe a dog, but you know, I'm kind of allergic to them, <laughs> but probably I'll find like a hypoallergenic one. There's a lot of ones you can get that don't shed either, Yeah, so that's good, yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's pretty much it, really. It's like a, you know, have a Tesla, maybe. I feel that. That's, that's pretty much, yeah. you know. Screw Tesla, the kids, Jaguar, man. You know what I'm talking about? Like, something like that. Yeah. Screw the kids, man. I just want yeah. the Tesla. You know? I want that new truck. I know, 15 right? years from now, too, that truck's going to be tight. I had a patient that got one. <laughs> yeah? Because he was like six. He's six, seven. And he got one. And he had to get like the seats lowered and everything. And I've never really seen like a Tesla like in person. And he was like, come help me. And I said, yeah, the things, the butterfly doors and stuff took my breath away, literally. Yeah. And it drives itself yeah, for some it's reason. Yeah, it's a sick. It's an unbelievable vehicle. I was like... Yeah. We, I mean, I hear stories like that, like, oh, the car drives up. I'm like, yeah, right. It actually does. Yeah, yeah. It parks itself. <laughs> it does everything, does everything itself. Everything yeah. itself. It's, it's, really, uh, it's really crazy, but it's nice. No, I agree. That would mm-hmm. be, that's the move right there. Yeah. Um, well, check it out. We're like, you know, about to hit an hour. We can wrap really? it up, you think? This was fun. Fast, right? But yeah. we got a couple of things. Okay. So end of interview rapid fire questions i got four questions for okay you. rapid okay. fire I don't, okay. so i ask everyone these questions oh so boy okay you take as long as you want to answer them it uh, won't have to be rapid fire right? rapid fire in the sense that as soon as you're done answering i'm gonna answer the next one i'm not gonna really unless okay. you unless you ask me like you want to follow up okay, okay so basically okay. it's rapid fire but it's really just that's the name of it but okay. really just answer the question any way you want to okay so okay. yeah that so the first fun. one is um has has being a physical therapist been what you expected it to be? Yes. And more. Because I really, I knew I was going to love my job, but I really, really love my job. 
I'm very fortunate in that aspect because some of my classmates are like, oh, I can't wait to leave this job. <laughs> but I love waking up in the morning and helping people and pushing the limits and constantly refreshing my own mind and do all these things. And yes, I really, it's everything. I, I, it's the reason why I worked this hard for this long. So okay. yes, it is. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. Uh, what are keys to success in physical therapy school and what are keys to success as a physical therapist? Be persistent in physical therapy school. Like just have a schedule that really helped me have someone to study with, to bounce ideas off of, because you may see something and they have a different way of learning it or a different way of explaining it that will stick better with you than your own way. Um, Sleep. (laughs) Try to have a sleep schedule. Eat. I mean, if I can do it differently, I would have been better with eating because um, I was really stressed out. Find different out ways to relieve stress, whether that be going to the gym. I really, I've always wanted to like acquire that habit because everyone was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. I go to the gym, it makes me feel so much better. I really wish I could acquire that habit. I'm still working on it now. Um, and go to office hours. Oh my God, go to <laughs> office hours. Go to them because they will, some people never go. And then you'll go there and be like, oh, okay, well, this is what's going to be on the test or look out for this question. Make sure you study this. And I was golden. So, yeah, yeah that'll be my thing. And then for as a PT, never underestimate your patients. Never underestimate them because I mainly work with patients with spinal cord injury and they can't walk or their spasms or something like that. Always challenge them. They will really appreciate you and they will keep coming back to you because you don't baby them because it's just like, okay. Yeah, I'm in a chair, but I'm still a person. Yeah, I'm in a chair, but I'm strong as hell. Yeah, I'm in a chair, but I can. I want to be independent. And they want to be there. And they want your help. And always find something to relate to them on, whether it be music or food or art or a TV show or even the brand of shirt that they're wearing. Because they're coming to you not only to rehab their body, but they're also coming to you as an outlet too, to relieve the tensions that they have just prior to coming into your door or stuff at home or anything like that. It should be like a fun sanctuary. So yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are awesome. That's awesome. Yay, cool. Um, next one is any advice to those coming up? So you're, you've already mm-hmm. graduated. Any advice to like the first year physical therapy student right. or the pre-PT student in undergrad looking ahead? And what would you say to the, those people? For pre-PT... Don't give up because it's it looks pretty um, daunting, the numbers. Like, my class only accepted 60 people, right? And maybe, like, 2,000 people at least would apply. And you'll see, like, this is the minimum requirement. This is what we have to have. Uh, but try to do something that makes you stand out. For me, it was my service hours. Like, I did that a lot. And just because someone scores higher than you whether a GRE or something doesn't mean that they're better than you or some like when you're in school just because someone made a higher grade than you doesn't mean that they're going to be a better PT than you or they're a better person than you or anything like don't compare yourself to other people focus on your own journey and do some do something that makes you achieve everything that you wanted to achieve because for me in the beginning I compared myself to other people or why am I here or whatever. And it was ended up being my demise. But once I started focusing on myself and my own journey. And what I wanted to do with my life. And the type of clinician that I wanted to be. Things were golden for me. And I you know, was able to help others. And really help myself too. So just keep going. And just don't compare yourself to anyone. Because everyone. Whether they seem like they have it all together. Most of the times they don't. <laughs> so everyone has their own journey. And their own struggles. They may not show it. And yours may be more than theirs or less than theirs, but just focus on yourself and you'll be golden. Okay. Best advice. That's great advice. <laughs> yeah. So last one is, okay. would you do it all over again? Yes. Okay. In a heartbeat. I feel like it's taught me so much about myself and the person I want to be in the future. And I really, even though this was the hardest thing I have gone through to date, I wouldn't change it for anything. Okay. Because it just made who I am today. And it makes me 
I like to think I'm a really great clinician. So it makes me. I uh, bet you are. I've never seen you. I bet you are though. I'm, I'd be yeah. shocked if you weren't. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's just um, it made me into the great clinician I am today because I just I didn't give up on myself, so it gives me that I won't give up on my patients either. So yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's uh, anything else you want to share with the, with the people. Yo, people listen to this podcast, okay? It'll change your life. I'm really proud of you, Wilson, for doing <laughs> this because I would never think about doing this. Or, And this has changed for me, too. It's like, oh, it's a podcast. I have a microphone and everything and asking about <laughs> my life and stuff. So it's nice. Like, I'm really proud of you doing this. Spe- especially it. you're in med school. Like, that shit is crazy. Like, PT school was crazy, but, like, you have, like, <laughs> med school shit. Like, that's all Med school sucks. Level. I mean, it's hard. It doesn't suck. Yeah. It's just hard. <laughs> it's a but lot of work, it but it's fun. I mean, PT school is not easy either. I mean, mm-hmm. I honestly, I think undergrad's hard in its own way when you get to graduate school pt pa dental medical whatever i mean it's hard it's a grind it's a struggle there's gonna be ups and downs Mm -hmm. but it's like i said uh to someone else it's like as long as your life is up and down but as long as the up and downs are still trending up yeah that's good you're good so yeah yeah so all right really good thank you so much you're welcome thank you so much and thank you for the wonderful Jamaican food earlier. Oh, yeah, man. That's fries. Good, yo. Who, who thought you'd get so excited about French fries? I know. I don't know <laughs> if it's like a cinnamon salt. something. I don't know what it is, but it's like amazing. I don't know what it is either, but I was in love. So yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you again. I appreciate it. Okay, no problem. All right. do it for today's episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did i just want to give a quick shout out to the artists the intro song that is the single autumn leaves by fa f-a-h um, you can find fa on instagram at fa music f-a-h m-u-s-i-c same with facebook f-a-h m-u-s-i-c and he's streaming on spotify the outro is called Like Old Times by Joxy, J-Zero-X-Z-Y. You can search Joxy on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify with the name J-Zero-X-Z-Y. And Instagram is J-Zero-X-Z-Y-L-Y. Thank you all again so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I enjoyed making it. And to everyone in the game and to everyone on their way up. Keep grinding and don't let anyone take your dreams away from you.